I'm George W. Bush, and I approve this message. We're about to rock your world, baby. Fast? Fuck you! Oh, you're going the right way for a smack bottom, and I don't care who knows it! <laughs> Austin! This is my twin sister. Her name, Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck me! See? Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> This is Steph. And I'm the G-Man. And this is BS show number... 31, 31, 169 can, to go. Who can believe it? 169 more. You know, looking at the large number, it kind of scares the, uh, the daylights out of you, but here we are, like 31, 31. today. So we're on the move. Uh, ain't no stopping us now. That's right. And as I said, I'm Steph, and this is G-Man, and this is show number 31, and we're going to promote our channel, so... For you people that want to watch us, you can watch us on video. BitChute. Bit and, 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 and Amazon Music. And Spotify. Stitcher. And Stitcher. And Red, Red Circle. Circle. And our own channel, Son of a Bitcher. Bitcher. Yes, so if you want to take us with you on the road to work. Not taking your kids to school. Take it in the crapper. It might loosen the load. You never know. And this show is attributed uh, to my dad who died... On 9-11, not in 9-11, seeing as we're only three days away from 9-11 right now. This so. is a very difficult time right now for everybody here in New York and uh, who was affected by 9-11. Uh, and uh, a lot of good people have lost their lives because of this event. And here we are coming up on the 20th anniversary of it. So we'd like to take a moment here and... Um, a moment of silence for all the ones that passed away on that day. Our fallen heroes. And, right. Uh, and the, uh, First responders who died right. and are still dying with cancer-ridden diseases, highly radioactive area, which unbeknownst to them going in there, was going to also cause them to lose their lives as well. So shout out to the firemen. The, the policemen. The policemen. Anybody who was down 9-11 during that time and unfortunately has contacted some kind of disease from that. These are our heroes. And as we said, we, we dedicated this show to uh, Alan's good friend. And, uh, last week. Last week. And uh, this show is also dedicated again. September 4th is uh, come and gone here. And uh, 
Joan Rivers is another one who's gone too, so we, we pay our respects to a great comedian, and uh, she held her own with the best, I gotta say it. Yeah. And uh, she was someone who was very, very funny, and she's been missed, and can't believe it, she's been gone, uh, gee, six years or seven years yeah. already, 2014, uh, when she made and the again, mistake. Yeah. And again, we, we thank the gentleman who gave us his office, Mr. Craig P. at 77 Water Street, 35th floor. Um, and actually, uh, the day my dad passed away actually saved his life, and I'll tell that story later on in the, in the show. Well, right now, uh, we're going to come into our favorite segment, which is Idioms for Idiots. Yay! So keep it locked here, and this is Idioms for Idiots. Alan, why don't you tell the audience what an idiom for idiots is? Idiom is something you say every day that you don't know where it came from or what it really means, such as step on a crack. Break your mother's back, which we all say, and we really don't know how did that equate. Stepping on a crack breaks your mother's back. We don't know where it came from, who really said it, but we say it, and we don't really know what it means. Yeah, another example would be uh, don't cry over spilled milk. Right. What does that mean? Yeah, why would you cry over spilled milk? If you spill milk, you just don't want the milk anymore. Right? <laughs> it so might be spoiled. It might be spoiled, and you don't want the milk anyway. Yeah. So that's what, it, that's what it, we call idioms for idiots. So without further ado... I will ask Alan 10 idioms, and Alan will do his best to analyze them, and we'll banter back and forth. So, number one, act your age. Well, why wouldn't you act your age? Why do you want to act like a younger age or older age? Which one? Yeah, why act, don't you act your age? Which can mean Act your age. Does that mean that you're not mature enough to act your age? What I usually add to that is act your age, not your shoe size. Well, and I say um, sometimes I'm better off acting my shoe size because <laughs> it's size 14, so, and I'm 68, so sometimes I'm better off acting, my, acting 14 rather than 68. You sometimes got, I do act 14 or I'm 68. You got limousines for the feet, bro. Right, hey, these are, these, are, these are snow boots, baby. You can go skiing in these things. <laughs> Snowshoes. Snowshoes. I think Bigfoot was here. You know, funny story about that. It's a funny story about that. Did I say that skiing? Because I went skiing twice, and the first time I went, uh, I only had size thirteen. I think then I was a little younger, so wasn't quite as big. And um, the guy said, "We only have two two pair of boots, and they're already out." So people I was with, they went up on a mountain. It was forty below. They came in with frostbite, and I was sitting in a in a in a, a bar. Eating a cheese board and having Dinker Locker beer. So you tell me who the fool was. I was kind of <laughs> glad they didn't have them, them boots for me. Them boots were not made for walking. No, and they weren't made for skiing either that day. So That's a big foot, man. Yeah. That's, have you ever put your foot in your mouth? <laughs> it's hard to do. It's pretty, my mouth is pretty big, but my foot ain't fitting. <laughs> I, I spit I'm, up somebody's ass, though, a few times. <laughs> I'll give you a list of people where you can <laughs> you stick, stick, stick my foot up their ass. Yeah. yeah. You know how like the mailman comes to the house right. and deliver the Boom. mail? <laughs> Are you Mr. Cuomo? Right. <laughs> he's like kicking his head. I don't like you, man. Well, well, you know he's on the Hamptons. Take your right? mail and shove it. So, yeah, yeah. Cuomo's hiding in the Hamptons somewhere in the <laughs> so sand. You can kick the shit out of him. <laughs> he's somewhere in the sand somewhere, hiding his head like an ostrich. Okay, go to number two. Number two. <laughs> Age before beauty. What the hell does that mean, age before beauty? What does that really mean? So you walk in the door with yeah. somebody and you say, age before beauty. And we all say that. But what does it really mean? That, that the person behind you is beautiful? or That's supposedly what it or means. Or the person yeah. in front of you is older. Well, the person in front of you is older and they want to go ahead and you know, get on the buffet first. You know, age before, before they, beauty. Before they fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> they 
They want to get the four o'clock special like they're in Florida. Exactly. <laughs> the early, early bird, bird special. special. Yeah, yeah, the early bird special. Let's get in. Let the girl who's who's real pretty behind me. Let her wait. She'll wait. Man, she can she can go. I'm up, older. I want fill, first gifts. In fact, she can fill out an application. Yeah. You guys need waitresses. I saw a help wanted sign in the window. Yeah, I want first dibs at Old Country. She could have second dibs. Yeah. Number three, almost lost it. As opposed to losing it. Almost finding it. Or losing it. Losing it. Well, I almost lost it. What does that mean? What did you lose? Yeah. Well, if you almost lost it, that means you you didn't lose it. You still have it. Right. It's like uh, how many survivors are dead? You know. Well, how many how many survivors do you bury? You bury. Well, you don't bury survivors. So that, that's kind of like stupid. Yeah. Well, that's things that we say, but nobody pays attention to them. That's why they're idiots. Here's a good one. Yeah. Beats me. Why would you want to? Why beats me? What does that really mean? Beats me. Do you not understand? Is somebody beating me? Are you beating yourself? <laughs> no complaints. In this day and age, you're no probably complaints. beating yourself. No complaints. And I don't even like beats. And then you buy yourself a rose. I don't even like beats. <laughs> Here we go. Number five. People say this all the yeah. time. Been a long time. Been a long time to from what? It's been a long time. From what? To what? This is time. Long time. Been a long time. What about a, what about a short time? No, we're we're at the long time now. You know, this is like uh, it's only twenty four hours. How could be? How long could it be? <laughs> it's like daylight savings. An hour is only sixty minutes, right? Yeah. It depends on where you are. You know? Okay. Yeah. Maybe sixty one minutes. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Yeah. I like this one. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Why would you want to bite your tongue? I don't know. You won't be able to swallow if you bite your tongue. If you're epileptic, I can see you. Well, you know, it, it, it brings up a story. This is a true story. I worked in it when I first got divorced. I worked in a warehouse as a warehouse manager, and there was a guy Stan who had hair down to his butt, and his girlfriend was a go-go dancer, and she had a set of boobs like this, <laughs> and a, and, a, and a small waist, a real pretty girl actually. So she calls up one day. Her name, her stage name was Cheyenne. So Cheyenne calls up and says, "Alan, I don't, Cheyenne, Steve's not coming in. Uh, Stan's not coming in." I said, "Cheyenne, why isn't he coming in?" Well, he wanted to pierce his tongue. And you know the little S thing in a, in a curtain rod? I don't know what it's called. It's like a little S, no, whatever. I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. But it's in a curtain rod. Well, he tried to pierce his tongue with that, and it wasn't sterilized. Oh. And he bled for about eight hours and almost, almost bled to death. So he's not coming in it. And, by the way, he was high as a kite on coke, so. <laughs> but he wanted to pierce his tongue with that thing, which it wasn't sterilized. Have you ever, have you ever bit your tongue? It's kind of, it bleeds a little bit. It bleeds a lot. Yeah, okay. oh, definitely. Biting your tongue, that's, that's, that's serious stuff. That's some people, epileptics, they bite yeah, they, a they, portion they, of their tongue when they get When they have a, a fit, yeah. And then the, the tongue has to be re-stitched and right. put back together. Right. Right. And then, then, then there's no uh, going down, going down to the dugout for no, a while. No going down on Kamala. Yeah, Kamala Harris, yeah. Hairless. Because number seven is funny. Cannot fight City Hall. That you can't do. You can't fight City Hall. City Hall's always right. Just ask Homo to Cuomo. I mean, Cuomo to Homo. Cuomo to Homo. That, I'm sorry, we don't mean to pick on gay guys. But anyway. Well, he, he gives gay people a bad name. Though. He does, yeah. It's definitely sniffs with women. And the guys haven't come forward yet because their ass still hurts. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, you know, and him sniffing crack. He was smoking crack. And no, that's Fredo. Fredo. Well, yeah. Well, Fredo Fredo's, not... Fredo's sniffing his crack. His I own think. crack, yeah. <laughs> no, his brother's crack. <laughs> They're out in the Hamptons. Anthony, and, right behind and, you. And Andrew's got his head in the sand, and, and Fredo's sniffing his crack. Yeah. <laughs> what happened here today? You know, just somebody throw some garbage around here. Yeah. It's your brother's ass, you fool. <laughs> right, right. 
Here we go. This is what I like to say to them. Yeah. Number eight, catch you later. Catch you later. What does that mean? If you catch them later, they're not going to be there, right? So what about right now? And you're here now? Right. Why can't you catch them now? Yeah. I mean, you're here now. Catch you later. Can I catch you? Right. Please stand there. And don't how, go anywhere. how heavy are you? How, can, how much can I catch? Yeah. I, may be able to hold, I may not be able to hold you. Is, is you're too heavy. Is there a catch to this? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Catch you later. Catch you later. It used to be, see you later, alligator. alligator. Yeah. Right. But this is catch you later. Right. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Do you follow? Do you follow? Why would you, why would you follow? Won't you, don't you want to be a leader? Because you're going to be do your swallow. That's well, what you asked her. Yeah, you know, if it's a girl, you know, and yeah. you're in a boy. Hey, you know, hey, do, do you, you swallow? swallow? <laughs> Can I follow you? Can I follow you? <laughs> Can you swallow or follow? Which one? I told you about the guy in the bar years ago. He walked up to each girl. Do you want to fuck? Do you want to fuck? Want to fuck? And by the time he got halfway down the bar, he took somebody out that night to fuck. You know, or he, swallow. Or swallow. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and it's every every Wednesday. I'm like, damn, you know, you got my vote, man, for like uh, the best pickup line I ever heard. And, you know, and, and, and I heard it one day, and I was like, you know what, man. He got away with it. He said, well, some will, some won't. So what? Next. Right. Okay, I got you. Right. So it's sort of like politics. You know, we're right. going to fuck you all. So we'll see how many people we can fuck at the same right. time. Or swallow. Or swallow. You know? Right. And these guys are pretty good, like deviants. These are all deviants. Right. <laughs> talking about. I don't want to follow none of them, you know? No. Nope. Unbelievable. Here we go. Number 10. Do you want to step outside? Why would I want to step outside? If it's raining or snowing, I want to stay inside. You know where I've heard that a lot? Guys that get into a fight. Yeah. Step, do you want to step outside? You want to step outside? You, never hear, you don't see women say it to oh, no, men. No, no. They got egos. A woman will say, you want to step outside? I got a hotel. I can lick you. Right, right. <laughs> Guys don't do that. Guys, no, I don't want to fight. Let's I go. Fight. I want to fight. Let's step outside, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know who I am? You know who you're playing with? Yeah, you know who you're playing with? <laughs> you're playing with no fool here, mother. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get a beat down, you know? You, you know why? Because I can. And I was like, crazy. Calm, dude. Calm down. Slow down. Before you get kicked around. I got 14 shoes. Don't mess with the foot. you turn around, I'm going to kick you in the ass. That's right. I'm going to kick you where the good Lord spit you. I'm going to kick you in the kneecap. Nobody builds up their kneecaps. Oh, man, that's terrible. You don't go to the gym to... You know, build your kneecaps. That's the most easiest play to hurt somebody. And they go down, and you punch yeah. them in the stomach. Well, you kick them in the nuts. Either one. Yeah, unbelievable. Or both. But we don't want to kick anybody. And we don't want to step outside either. Unless right. we're going out for lunch, going out to a restaurant, or going out to try to get some fresh air. Or listening to our show. Or listening to the show. So for those of you who are listening, this was Idioms for Idiots. This is show number 31. 31 on the road to 200. 169 to go. And if you like what you're hearing, keep it locked here. Alan, why should you listen to Idiots? Why idiots? shouldn't we? Yeah. Why shouldn't you listen to our show, period? We're all original content. We are we have a, a, a format, but we have no idea what's going to come out of either one of our mouths. So. And that's the beauty of this show is that we start out with an idea, and we just build on it. And Alan and I will banter back and forth. And before you know it, you know, like, we got 45 minutes 45 of show. 45 minutes of show, and or hopefully minutes of show, whatever. Yeah. you'll enjoy the show. So keep it locked here.
to give us some spooky stuff. I know oh, some yeah, real some life stories. Some scary bullshit that goes on in an online dating scene that I've just been, I just went out back on after being off it for almost a year. And boy, did I forget some of these stories. Oh my God. Some of these nightmares already. Um, so one of them is, uh, first of all, on some of these sites, I, I'm on two sites actually, three now, because I got one for free actually. So I noticed lately that in the profiles, it says, if you like Trump, or you're not a Democrat, don't even swipe right or left or don't even call me or don't even text me or whatever. What has politics have to do with who the person is? Can you not disagree to agree or agree to disagree? It's very sad that it's a love-hate relationship when it comes to politics. Right. And politics, as I say, makes strange bedfellows. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, look at all the gay people in politics. Hey, I thought it was a woman. Oh, 10 o'clock last night, it looked like a woman, but now, you know, I got the 2 o'clock shadow. <laughs> did, we, did I tell you about, about Ibis? Ibis, the announcer? Yeah, he did, yeah, 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 yeah. Ibis, was, when he was in the Army, he picked up this, what he thought was a woman, in a bar, and when he got back to the hotel, he realized she had Adam's apple, and he ran out of the room as fast as he could. And he told that story on, on the show when he was doing his show. <laughs> Unfortunately, I miss his day. He was, was a good guy, though. I miss was a good guy. Was That's got to scare the crap out of you, just knowing that the person is not what they say they are. And it's being deceived. It's very right. deceiving. Now, yes, also on these websites, they say that you have to put up a couple of pictures, and the main picture has to be approved. But half of the pictures that you see as you're going through on these women have sunglasses on. And some of them get cut off at the waist. Some of them are just like pictures of a dog. Do you really approve these pictures? Really? Uh, why would you do that? So anyway, so this leads to this. This leads to one of my nightmare stories, actually. I met a lady online. We went out to dinner. Uh, one day she, she texted me and said she was going to a beach not too far from the two of us with her dog. So I agreed to meet her. We met there, and I sent her the last show that we did, and she <laughs> texted me saying, I don't want to see you anymore because you are a Republican and I am a Democrat, and I think down the road it's going to interfere with romance. How does that got to do with romance? What does that got to do with anything? Okay, what does that got to do with my... And, and she says, but I really like you. Well, apparently you don't like me because of my political connections, or not even connections, just my opinion. I mean, you're you're allowed to have your opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some are bigger so than wrong. others. That's so but <laughs> imagine imagine that coming into play with dating now. I mean, come on, you know. You're, you're at a disadvantage just starting out the gate. I mean, because you can't say anything politically whatsoever. Because they're they're charged by it, you know, it it, it engulfs them. It's like a fire setting wow. off in them. Mm -hmm. And like, wait a minute, is that person like Here. supporting you, paying your salary? Uh, yesterday, 
I go online and a lady says she wants to talk to me. So I give her my phone number and she calls me and we're talking about a very nice conversation. We're talking about her kids, my kids, her grandkids, my grand, whatever. Telling me where her son lives, where her daughter lives, whatever. whatever, whatever, whatever. And then in the middle of conversation, she says, I have to ask you one thing. You sound like you like Trump. And I think he's a jerk. I think he's a terrible person. Da, 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 da. I said, listen, uh, I don't agree with everything he said. Um, he did some great things for the country. I don't agree with everything that Biden says. And I don't agree with everything that Biden's doing for the country. And she said, well, you know, he's a jerk. Trump's a jerk. He's terrible to women. He does this and he does that. I go, listen, how you feel about the man personally is one thing, but how, with the things he did for the country, putting a wall up for the immigration, um, not relying on other countries for energy. You taking know, on China. Taking on China, doing some... Um, making them pay their way for right. tariffs and stuff. And, and, not like that, and not only like that, also making some treaties with the mid, uh, Middle East, which was never done before. And he also, the Arabs and Israel. Yeah, he quieted down the Korean thing, too. Right. With, uh, that, and so, yeah. yes, he did have a big mouth. And here's the problem with Trump, is that he felt like a company, he was, he was in charge, and he felt if you don't like it, too bad. And what I say, if you don't like it, too bad, he doesn't understand that in a political climate, sometimes you can't say what you're thinking about. Right. So he, like, like anything, I'm the boss, you don't like it, get lost. You know, which not necessarily is right, but that's the way he thought. So this lady didn't want to see me anymore. So that was the end of that one. You know, I should have gave you my hat. You know, I used to have that Trump hat. You know, I had one. I gave it to my uh, landlord actually. That's why so, the day that he got elected, I was wearing it in the Trump Towers when we had to be escorted out by the CIA because five thousand mad people, angry mobsters were coming up to rip our heads off in the Trump Towers. So they got us out of a side door. So that hat now is uh, got a decent memory about the. Right. How people are charged up all over politics. So here's some more stories. So I met a lady online. We talked three times during the week. She wanted to meet me. And we're trying to set up a day to meet. And I had a very bad cold. So I said, listen, I don't want to meet you right now. I have a very bad cold. And she texts me back. I don't want to meet you now because it's too much drama. I had a bad cold. What do you want? Why would, I, why would you want to meet somebody who has a bad cold? Can you not meet the following week? Can you wait till the cold's over? Right. I mean, I want to share my germs with you. Right. Especially right. now when this everybody wearing a mask. I mean, I thought that was mighty right of you for saying, you know what? I'm not feeling that good. Right. Cause, cause I want to meet you, but not right, yeah, right, right, right this it's, day. It's not to your advantage to meet me now because right. I may get you sick. Right. My yeah. nose is running and my, I'm sneezing and coughing and you want to meet me? Yeah. And, and that's too much drama? Yeah, I'm farting, shitting, burping. It's not <laughs> right. a good time to meet you. Not a good time to meet right. My nose is red. My nose is running. I'm coughing and, 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 and all kind of stuff. And you want to meet me? I was I, I, being honest with you that I got a bad cold. Not the right time. No. The then I met a lady online. This is funny. We talked three times online. And then she says to me, I'm not sure if I should be on a dating site. I didn't put you on a dating site, did I? You did. So... Maybe if you should be on it, then that's not my problem. Well, why do they want to play the Then why do you want to talk for it? Yeah, why did they put, put you on guilty to play the blame game? I didn't get you out there. You did it. You know, it's your doing. It's your choice, right? You made the wrong choice, I guess. But don't hold it over my head. And then I met, I met a lady online one time. We emailed and texted for about a week. And then she blocked me on the site. What the hell's that all about? If you don't want to be with me, just say, hey, I don't want to be with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, be, be honest. That's, that's, yeah. 
if you can't have honesty, trust, you know, and have respect for one another, well, I don't know what you got. Well, here's another good story. This one is a good one. This one's a real good one. I met this lady online. We dated for three months. Three months. She talked about moving in together, which I didn't. Maybe, who knows? I don't know, down the road. Four days before Thanksgiving, she lived with her sister and, um, and her nephew, who I got very close to. And um, four days before Thanksgiving, she says to me, my, my sister's having a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving. Um, do you like turkey or do you like lasagna? Do you like spaghetti and meatballs? And I said, well, I'm not really that big on turkey. Um, but the lasagna and the meatballs and spaghetti, yeah, it sounds good. Two days later, she calls me up and says, I can't see you anymore. I said, what do you mean you can't see me anymore? She says, yeah, I, I can't see anybody right now. I got too much going on in my life. What? You were going out with me for three months. And I was going to eat Thanksgiving dinner with you. Two days before that, so now do you all of a sudden, remember? Do you, now you, now all of a sudden you, you can't see me anymore. Is your sister not making lasagna anymore, or what? What? It won't be thawed out in time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the meat's in the freezer. It takes a couple of days to thaw it out, so you're gonna have to call this off. That's nutty. People should do what they say they're gonna do, mm -hmm. or just not, you know, not participate. So this one just happened to me just last week. I met a lady online. She lived in New York City. Now, I live about 45 minutes outside New York City by train. Um, she set up a place to meet. She's 20 minutes late. So I text her and I say, hey, where you at? She said, well, you know, women are allowed to be fashionably late. So we, we have dinner. And when she comes and we have dinner, we have a couple of drinks. She doesn't really drink. I neither do I. And in the middle of talking, let's see, we met about 6. We're supposed to be at 6, though, but she got there about 6.30. So it was about 9 o'clock. And she says she has to go to the bathroom. Well, she's in the bathroom for about 10 minutes. Now, it doesn't take you 10 minutes to go to the bathroom unless you're taking a crap. And I don't think she was taking a crap. And she comes out, and she's putting mascara on, and eyeliner, and lip gloss. And I'm thinking, we're going to finish dinner. She's going home, supposedly. Did she really go home? So I took her to the subway. Well, she couldn't find the subway, which is the way she came, supposedly. But I found a subway for her, and I walked her down, and I, as I walked her down the stairs, she said, what are, you, what are you walking me down the stairs for? I said, well, you know, it's 9 o'clock at night. It's about 9.15 at that time, maybe 9.30, no, about 9.15. And uh, a lot of bums are hanging out in the, in the subway stations, and I made her go through the turnstile, and then I left. And I was thinking afterwards, maybe I should have stayed there for a couple minutes, because I might have seen her come back up. I think she was meeting somebody else. Well, it seems like she's you putting know. on the makeup to go somewhere else when it appears. Yeah. But well, she made it She made it pretty much obvious, obvious to you. Hey, I'm going somewhere now. Our date is over. I got, I got what I wanted to get out of this from you. Yeah, and I, I sent her a text saying that you seem like a nice lady. I'd like to get to know you better. Looking forward to seeing you again. And I didn't hear anything. And I, when I left her in the train station, at the subway station, I said, text me when you get home. Well... I got to Penn Station. I missed the train by five minutes. I had to wait about 40 minutes for a train. And I heard, I, get, I got nothing back from her. Now, she only lived in Washington Heights. It was about a half hour, maybe 20 minute subway ride. Mm -hmm. um, I got home around 11 o'clock. And I texted her. I said, hey, are you home yet? She went, yep. And that was it. And so I knew this was done the next day. Uh, the next day, I got a text from her saying, you know, you're a really nice guy. But... but uh, you're really not for me, and I don't think we could have anything. Really? I said, it's no surprise here, lady, because I text you as soon as I left you 
and I got nothing back. And then you said you were going to text me when you got home, and you didn't. So I think that you were meeting somebody before know. before me. You met somebody, right, right. And you and you told him you were having dinner with somebody, and then you met him after you, you saw me. But you put your makeup on and everything while I was at the table with you. Do you think I'm stupid? Well, apparently she didn't care. I guess not. She did not care. So those are my. Uh, Dating story nightmares. They are scary. Yes. And, and that's some of the scary stuff that's going on online dating. Nobody can be honest with you. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. They don't know what a relationship's all about. But yet they want to be with somebody. That's exactly right. So if you like this segment, the online dating nightmares, and uh, keep following us. This is Alan's way of sharing with you things that can and the will go Online wrong. dating nightmare. Scary. She drives me crazy. Like no one else. She drives me crazy. And I can't help myself. Can't get any rest. Say I'm obsessed. Everything says. Sports stupidism. So, Alan, what do you got? I got them, baby. I got to write them down. I got to, because some of this I don't remember. I was listening to the ESPN show, which is Michael K., Donald LaGreca, and Peter Rosenberg, which I don't oh, know why they call it Michael show. K. show because it's the three of them, you know, but they call it Michael K. I want to K. thank show. you for bringing that to my attention because I know what to, what not to listen to yeah. anymore. Well, thank you. And the other day, <laughs> they're talking about Donald LaGreca has hair down to his shoulders right now, and he said he's not cutting it for another year. So they're talking about his. How long his his hair is for fifteen minutes? Who, Who gives a shit? Who cares? Who cares? I was like, I do with sports. You what does I got to do with sports? I don't talk, get it. Did he talk about his kids too? No, no, just just how long his hair was. And <laughs> his wife liked it, and, and 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 Peter Rosenberg doesn't like it, and Michael K thinks it looks like a like a like a hippie, and Donald Garrett says I don't care, I like it. They went back and forth for like 15, 20 minutes. And this is their show. This is the part. Of, where is the producer on this show? <laughs> they let him go on like this. He's doing something. He's smoking some weed yeah. or something. Maybe he's sniffing his own crack. Then I mean, he got yeah, it. It could be. He, maybe he's sniffing Michael K's crack. <laughs> well, they're kissing Michael K's so, ass, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is, uh, this is, again, Michael K. I'm going to pick on Michael K today a little bit. Uh, every, actually, everybody. But Michael K gets, the, gets the, the ringer today. Michael K in the Yankee game says, when you have a good team, somebody has to bet ninth. Really? Bet, bet ninth? Bite. Bite. No, bet, bat. bat. Bat ninth. No kidding. When you have a good team. <laughs> somebody has to bet ninth. 
That's why Gary Sanchez is betting ninth today. Uh, there's mean, nine players on the team. That means somebody has to bet ninth every game. You schmuck. Einstein. Yeah, real genius. And he's and he's that and he's the head announcer for the Yankees. Really. <laughs> Scary. Uh, <laughs> That's a Halloween. Now guy. this is something that that bothers me every time I watch the Yankees. Four games is is always a set. Right. A set is two. Michael K, you got you got a set of balls that are two, not a set of four. Okay. <laughs> And RBIs are not ribbies. The RBIs are ribbies. I mean, RBIs runs are RBIs. Is runs, runs batted in. Not ribbies. And raking is not hitting, okay? And the length of pitching is not innings, okay? If you don't know baseball, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Ribbies, raking, <laughs> you know, four games is a set. No, it's a series, you dumb schmuck. Quit the slag shit and make everybody understand what you're saying, you dumb schmuck. Anyway, uh, other than that, I love Michael K. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, and then uh, David Cohn, in his wisdom, they're talking about Spud something, Spud, some guy Spud, and he says, but Spud Chandler's not Spud Webb. No kidding, pal. They're two different people, you dumb schmuck. That was a bright uh, no assessment. Kidding, Sherlock. No kidding, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Spud Chandler's not the same as Spud Webb. No kidding. Oh, well, Spud McKenzie, the dog. Spud McKenzie, yeah, from... Uh, <laughs> Now, this is a good one. John Sterling on one of the games says, when you foul a, 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 a ball off, it's a foul tip. What else is it? <laughs> of course it's a foul tip, you moron. What do you think it's going to be? Yeah, their analogies make you crack up. Like, you know. Wait, this is, this is a real good one John Sterling had the other night. This is, this is honest truth. John Sterling, the Yankees the other night, when they're playing um, Toronto Blue Jays, got shut out 8 nothing. And he said the first four batters, first four batters are 0 for 16. Okay? Now, Joey Gallo was the second batter. When he gets up, he says, Joey Gallo is 0 for 3. Well, if the first four batters are 0 for 16, that means they were up four times. Okay, four times, you know. And he says, wait, he says, Joey Gallo is 0 for 3 when he gets up. How's that possible if you said the first four batters are 0 for 16? Did you have a crystal ball or something or what? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make no sense. <laughs> this makes no sense, okay? So but nobody those, catches these things. Huh? No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. So if you have four batters and they and you're 16, that means you know that four guys happened up four times and didn't and didn't get a hit. Right. But you said Joey Gallo when he got up was 0 for three. Impossible. Because he hadn't been up yet. Right. So he did go 0 for four actually. So apparently John Sterling had a crystal ball. He knew ahead of time. Yeah. He knew. He took his balls out and had a crystal ball. That's right. Sister Joyce was there. In the blue balls. Thing, uh, yeah, no, Susan Waldman was doing, having, giving him blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the sports stupidisms for today. But, you know, you can find us on, on uh, Zazzle. We have hats. We have shirts. shirts. We have sweatshirts. Watches. We have sneakers. We have watches. We have keychains, backpacks. And we have any pillowcases yet? Oh, not, yet. Yet. not yet. We're, we're going to come We're up with some up. sheets and pillowcases next. And, uh, a little huggy bear. The only BS day. shirt, the only BS you really need in your life is the BS show. Right. But we do have now a t-shirt called the Shitometer. Shitometer. So, uh, and we're going to be coming to that segment later. But right now, this was Sports Stupidisms. And uh, we're going to come back, a little bumper music. And the next yeah. segment is... Everyday, Everyday annoyances. annoyances. So keep it locked here. We'll be right back. And you can tell that song goodbye. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. 
segment we're doing now is everyday annoyances so Alan tell me what annoyances? Uh, well it's, this week I had a few annoyances um, you know last week we dedicated the show to Robert P and I sent his son who is the guy who gave us his office on 77 Water Street 35th floor Craig P um, I ordered flowers for him as a condolence and I called 1-800-Flowers on a Monday I ordered them it was a fruit basket, and uh, I paid twenty-seven dollars to have express delivery. So the next day, um, I checked on a delivery, and they told me it wasn't coming for another three days. <laughs> so I, I called them up, and unfortunately for the lady who answered the phone, she got an earful, and it wasn't a pleasant earful. <laughs> and it's funny because I got my twenty-seven dollars taken off, and it was delivered the next day. That was a good thing. Yeah, so squeaky wheel, wheel gets, gets the grease. grease. Yes, but right. you got you got to complain that sometimes. Wasn't, you gotta I don't complain. know, twenty seven dollars for express delivery four days later. That that somehow that's not express delivery to me. What were they putting it on a slow boat from China? It may be. It's very possible. <laughs> a very slow boat. Maybe went out to sea and came back in. Came back in. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that, that's crazy. I mean, you you wanted you pay for something to get it in a timely manner. You would think. I would think, yeah, yeah. but apparently one of flowers doesn't think so. <laughs> it's express delivery is four days later. You know. Now it's one eight hundred. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> That's right. Hurry up and wait. Doesn't matter if the guy's dead already. Don't matter. So this is this happened last week, and you know this because you were involved in this kind of. Yeah. Last week after the show, uh, I went downstairs to get a ginger ale, and you wanted ginger ale also. So I walked into a CVS, and as I'm walking in, some guy is begging me for money. And as I walk in, and there's a little vestibule, and there's a New York police uh, officer there. And I said to the officer, there's a guy right outside the door waiting for people to walk in and out, asking for change. And he promptly says, he's allowed to do that. Really? I thought there was a loitering law after 15 or 20 minutes, but apparently there isn't. There's a double standard here. I, I guess think. he didn't want to do anything, I guess, yeah. or get involved. I don't know. I got one for you today that yeah. happened today. Yeah. I'm going to meet you at our... Right. Usual spot. Correct. So I'm a couple minutes early, so I'm going to walk around the block a little bit. So I come up out of the subway, and as I come up and I walk up with my cart and everything in it, and there's this big guy, he must have been about six foot five, like big black gentleman who was like the Hulk, about 280. He looked like he could have been, you know, a lineman for the Giants, right? He's walking, and there's a white fellow coming towards me, about your height, six foot, and, uh, with his suitcase. I guess he's just coming off the train or, or uh, just coming into New York. Well, the big muscle builder black man decides he's going to charge him, knock him to the ground, right? His cart flies on the floor. The guy's laying there. He had a cup of coffee in his hand. The coffee spilled all over the floor, and he's laying there on the concrete. And I'm looking. And at nobody's this, helping him. And nobody helped him. So I went over. I picked up his uh, suitcase. I said, you're all right. I, I helped him off the floor. And I said, are you okay? He said, he goes, I can't believe what the guy just did to me. And the guy kept walking, barreling down like he was a locomotive. And I said, it's wrong that a guy would just do that to you. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Clay. Where are you from? I'm from uh, 
Tennessee. I'm thinking, you ain't Cassius Clay, that's for sure, because you would have whooped his ass after him throwing you to the ground. I said to the guy, I said, well, I'm, I'm here to make sure you're okay. So I made a friend. I gave him our card, and he'll be watching our show. So, Clay, if you're listening. This is for you. This is this for you. This bud's for you. This bud, just know that you have some friends here in New York. See, if you see something, say something, and by God, do, do something. something right. So, because if somebody had knocked me to the ground, I wouldn't want somebody to help me. Right. So I was there for him because I would be there for anybody, Alan, anybody else who needs my assistance. Because we're all connected. And if we can't do something positive, then fold up your tent and go home. Right. You know, but this guy really could have been seriously hurt. Now, if he was older, broken hip, broken nose, I've seen people fall, hit the pavement. Pavement's unforgiving. Two black eyes, broken nose, you know, bad collarbone, broken hip, all because somebody thinks they can get away with it. Where was there? Was there a cop around? No. If I went back in on the state station, I could find them scattered around looking at their devices, watching stuff. So now I give them right. my car. So I give you something to watch. Right. BS show. Being you don't want to do your job, it's right. okay. Take us with you on patrol. Take us on the beat. But that's my story about... Okay. Uh, so one of the other noises, this just happened to be yesterday. This is a funny story. This, I, I just had a crack up. So it's around noontime, and I want to go have a sub. So I see a Jersey Mike's, and uh, I go into Jersey Mike's, and I order a sandwich, and it's $8.90. So I give the girl $10, and she says, I'm sorry, I don't have any dollars. I have to give you a dollar ten back in dimes. It's 12 o'clock, it's lunchtime. How do you not have dollar bills to get back? How do you not have dollar bills to get back? Not prepared. But it's lunchtime. You gotta I mean, have. Uh, you gotta have. I'm not gonna be. The, I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna be the only one coming but, in for lunch. Think about it. I mean, if, if what if I would have given her twenty? Yeah, I would have got back uh, eleven dollars and change. No, she was. Uh, you have to come back later when we got money in the register. And then what about my sandwich? I'd come back for that too. Exactly. Yeah, they would have screwed mm. you big time. The sandwich was already made. They would have. He would have been eating crow for a while. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> would eat my sandwich probably. But imagine if I had given her twenty, I got eleven dollars back and change. Eleven thousand dimes. Uh, maybe quarters. Uh, maybe th thought I was going to the slot machine or something. I couldn't go to a go-go joint. That's for sure. I think if we turn you upside down, we can hear you jingling. Yeah, you'd be hearing. Oh, yeah, you're hearing me jingling with all that. A dollar ten in, in dimes. You should have that little change thing dimes. you put on yeah. your waistband. Give me the right, like an ice cream guy, like the ice cream guys would do. Yeah, like the ice cream guys come around. Yeah, but ding 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 ding. Yeah, what what? I mean, it's twelve o'clock. It's not like it's. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. you got to have change. you got to have money. dollar bill no, change. You would think. Yeah. I would think so. So that's my uh, everyday annoyances for this week. Well, if you like what you're hearing, keep it locked here. We're going to come back with another segment. And uh, so the next segment we're going to come back with is going to be an interesting one. We talked about last week. We're going to bring it back. And by by the man. Demand, properly the man. Shilly shit, shit shitology. So keep it locked here. We'll be coming right back. And uh, we're going to get into that. We're back as promised and by popular demand, silly shit, not shitology. to be confused with yeah. silly, silly putty. putty. This is shitology. So Alan, what you got? Alright, we got dumb shit, we got stupid shit, we got shit for brains, we got shithead. We got nutty shit, we got power shit, put up with that shit, and we got hot shit. 
Let's Pick see. them apart. Pick them all apart. Which one? All right, so let's go with the first one here. First one. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Well, anytime somebody says something that just doesn't make sense. That's dumb shit. That's dumb shit. Like, right. where'd you come up with that dumb, dumb shit, shit from? You know? Right. And so you wonder, like, no. I heard, you know, I have my quota of dumb shit for today. Right. I don't need any more. <laughs> I had enough. Number two. How about shithead? In school. When you're in school? You're a shithead. You're a shithead. What do you mean, shithead? You're a shithead. It's you like... smell like shit. Your head smells like shit. <laughs> it was up somebody's ass. <laughs> Where you been? Shithead? What do you mean, shithead? Are you Greek? <laughs> no, let's do it. Uncle Lamb's ass. Are you a sheep herder? <laughs> Are you a shithead? <laughs> right. How about shit for brains? Shit for brains. I think <laughs> shit for brains. I think when you elect somebody to a public official and you find out how little they know, they got uh, shit for brains. They got shit for, for brains. brains. Yeah. In other words, they ain't got no brains at all. <laughs> how about nutty shit? That's like going to Baskin Robbins. I like to have uh, some vanilla ice creams with some chocolate nuts on it, chocolate shit on it. Chocolate chip mint. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a Rocky Mountain. Nutty shit. Nutty yeah. shit, yeah. Shit. Exotic shit, yeah. How about stupid shit? Oh, stupid shit's a good one because you're looking at it and, and people say something like, that's the dumbest shit that I heard. I but mean, that's, that's pretty stupid. stupid shit. That's some stupid that's shit. That's some stupid shit you just came up with. Where'd you get that? How about power shit? You know what power shit is? Yeah. Like that's the, a dump that keeps going and going. Oh, I had one of those the other day, <laughs> man. Like, What'd you eat? Oh, man, I ate Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, see that? Nope, that, that, was, was, that, that was a Montezuma. That was some power shit. That was some power <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Power shit. Yeah, it was like power tool. You know, it's like you know taking the shit out, that keeps going and going. You know, you know, ever see those uh, power dump porta power parties when they, they go out there and they clean them out, they right. flush them out. That's kind of what I had. Like that's a power me, shit. Right, that was a power shit. Yeah. Put up with that shit. Put up with what shit? Why do you want to put up with shit for? People always say that when they're fed up. I'm fed up with this shit. I'm, put, you know, I'm not putting up with your shit, shit no anymore. more. Right. I'm fed up with your shit. Right. No more of your shit. Right. I'm tired of your shit. Who cares about Who your cares shit? Who cares about your shit? shit? Right. You know, you're a shithead. You're a shit, 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 shit. You got shit for brains. That's right. How about hot shit? Hot shit. Why, why, why do they say cold shit? Why is it hot shit all the time? When I hear hot shit, I think about the guy oh, saying, like hot coffee? That girl, she was hot shit. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with her. <laughs> well, wait, wait, is that like hot coffee? Right, hot shit. You know, a lot of people like cold coffee, so we want to like cold shit. She was hot shit in a bag of chips, really. <laughs> I don't, I don't want either one. <laughs> I don't want no chips, and I sure want no hot, no hot shit. shit. Right. <laughs> I want some cold shit. <laughs> I don't care if you're putting a microwave. I don't, I don't want, want some none Cheetos. Of that shit. <laughs> cold no shit. No Cheetos, no Fritos, no burritos. <laughs> I gotta give you shit. They're gonna make me shit. That's right. Burritos will make you shit. Especially <laughs> if they got vegetables in it. That's why we got the Taco Bell. That's why we got the T-shirt for the shitometer. Shitometer. You know? So we gotta Shit-ology. gauge how much shit you believe like. In- how much shit you really want? You've ingested. No, how much shit you're taking in? How much because shit you really want? Think about it. Going in, gotta come out. That's right. I mean, so equal and opposite reaction. So be careful how much shit you ingest. You know what that's like when you go to when you're working somewhere and they bring a, a coffee truck up. You know that's short term shit. Yeah, that's the roach coffee. The roach coffee. Yeah, well, short term term food. It's. You know. I, know, I knew a guy years ago who uh, who ended up having a coach like that, and his coffee was like murderous. I mean, like brutal. That's rental food. Short term rental food. But, but yeah, well, people go and get. It. I'm saying, well, you know, I know why they got it. 
They don't want to pay for a colon cleanse. <laughs> well, short-term rental food because it comes in real quick and it comes out real, out quick. real quick. And away he goes, that's, trouble down. That's called thing. quick shit. Quick shit. We yeah. didn't have that on the list, but quick shit. Yeah, quick shit's like quicksand. Yeah. yeah. You're going down. It's going down real quick. <laughs> and you ain't getting up. It's like a, a mudslide. It adds to a power shit. That's a mudslide. Power know, shit. Yeah. Goes or, down the drain and ain't coming back. An avalanche. Yeah. Here it comes. Here comes <laughs> shit. My ass Look opened out. up. Shoo. Parted the sea like roses. <laughs> <laughs> Moses said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. That smells. <laughs> and it ain't the Red Sea either. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, it's like the Indian who comes back and smells all the garbage in his shit. He starts crying. He goes, oh, shit. Right. That's some, that's some, <laughs> that's some bad shit. That's some bad shit, man. That's some hot shit. That's some toxic shit. That's right. You know? So here we are. Silly shit. shit what else we got? That's, that's all we got for uh, shitology. Today. All right. So... If you like this silly shit, not to be confused with silly, silly putty, putty or shitology or come shit to our, our, our zazzle. You see a shitometer. Get your, get our shirt, the shitometer. And we got two different variations. You know, you can, in a low, medium, or high, different levels of bullshit. So that way, when you see somebody coming, you can figure out what kind of level of shit that they're on. The shitometer is going to be sold with Kohler now. Um. <laughs> Toilet. 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 It's gonna come with a, with a with a uh, a bidet also. Uh, yeah, right now. <laughs> a bidet and a shit They'll be at Home Depot soon in Lowe's. Be a new be a new toilet with, with a shitometer and a and a bidet, all in one. Yeah, you can you can get rid of your troubles in one flush. Right. Down the drain. So this is the BS show number thirty one. Not to be confused with any other BS show. This is Steph. And I'm and, the G-Man. And the G-Man. And we are where you need to keep it, where you got to lock it in, because we have what you need to loosen the load. So you don't need, what, Seneca? Going down the road. Going down the road. Ooh, loosen your load. That's right. He's a poet, and he don't even and know. And I borrowed it from the Eagles. Thank yeah. you. So. Coming up next is. 15 Minutes of Shame. So we'll be right back. So keep it locked here. is 15 minutes, minutes of shame. shame. The, the segment came about because of uh, current events and what's happening in, in the world today. And Alan and I take an interest in what's going on, and we really care. And the mainstream media is not covering things that you're going to hear today. So make your own opinion. Uh, understand that the mind is like a parachute. It can only work if it's open. So, Alan, what do you got? Well, I mean, well first of all, you know, um, we had a bad storm here last week. Um, last Wednesday after the show, and um, it was like Hurricane Ida, and it wiped out a lot of towns in New Jersey, um, Manville, Dunellen, Boundbrook, a lot of areas in New Jersey, not just those areas, but a, a lot of areas in New Jersey got completely underwater. Um, the rivers overflowed big time. The streets couldn't hold it. Um, a lot of people had a lot of damage in their basement or lost their homes completely. And actually, I know somebody that did actually. And luckily they got out with your children. And uh, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden, or Joey Boy as I call him, backwards buffoon Biden, uh, came to New Jersey yesterday and he actually got the royal treatment. There were signs being held up by people, fuck Biden, you screwed up Afghanistan, um, you're a piece of garbage, uh, you need to be impeached. 
you're a killer, you're a tyrant, you have no idea what you're doing. And this was, he was in Louisiana. Uh, that was in Louisiana also. It was, he was in uh, from the, the hurricane last week, and they turned their back on him when he came. Now here are people in New Jersey who have their houses destroyed by the floods, and they don't want him even there because they know, unfortunately, that he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Um, he doesn't really know what day it is. <laughs> any of his press conferences, he can't answer any questions because he's reading off a teleprompter. So those questions are, you know, whatever he's talking about is already out in front of him. And he doesn't want, anybody, he doesn't want to answer any questions because he doesn't know the answers to the questions. Okay. I believe he might be dumber than some of Jeff Dunham's uh, dummies. Dummies. <laughs> dummies. Matter of fact, some of his dummies are smarter than him. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we won't go there. So, you just so, did. So I did. So, um, and this... Um, Segment is also important to me because it's the anniversary almost in a couple of days of 9-11. And unfortunately, uh, it, it's a strange day for me. Um, my dad passed away on that day at three o'clock in the morning. However, by him dying, it actually uh, saved my best friend's life. And I'm gonna tell that story now. And it's a very touching story and I tell a lot and I'm very proud of it. Um, my dad was very close to my best friend and my best friend is a very religious uh, Jewish man who goes to synagogue in the morning and at night. And he went to pray like he normally does in the morning around somewhere at 7.30, 7 o'clock. I don't really know when he goes exactly. Um, and one of the gentlemen at the synagogue said to him, I know you're going to New York. Uh, my wife has my car today. Could you take, take me to the train station? Um, and my friend said, you know, I'm staying a little extra. I want, to, I want to say a prayer for my uncle who was in the hospital. He was very, my dad was in the hospital for about four days. And he was, they didn't know when he was going to go, if he was going to live. Who not, they, they didn't know what the hell was going on with him, really, for four days. And um, we didn't call anybody. He died at 3 o'clock in the morning. We weren't calling anybody until about 10 and tell people that, you know, that uh, he died. And um, by staying an extra couple of minutes... He was the first train not to go in from uh, Edison, New Jersey into New York. And he actually worked in Tower One and he probably would have been dead if he hadn't stayed. Now this story gets better because his wife was teaching in a school that his daughter at the time was about 13 maybe. I don't even know, she might have been a little older. I don't even know how old she was at the time. 14 maybe, I don't know, 15, I don't even, I don't even really know how old she was at the time. Um, but they, announced over the PA that she used to come to the office, to her mother's office, who was, she was like a counselor or something. And she walked down the hall crying, thinking that her father, she had heard what happened, and she thought her father was dead. Um, she was upset, but it was my father, who was almost like an uncle to her, but slight difference hearing about your uncle and your father dying. It's two different things. And she was upset about it. She wrote, she wrote a, very, a very pretty story about it, which really touched me. And it's funny because I really wasn't that close with her before that. It changed my opinion of her as a human being because okay. she wrote a story about my dad and Very about compassion. Right? Uh, yeah, it just touched me and, and uh, my my thoughts of it's funny because we never got along. Her and I he even said, you know, she didn't really like you. You really didn't like her. And now we're pretty much uh, like buddies now. And that, that story has kind of changed both of us, how we look at each other. You know, it's like when somebody dies, a funeral, it brings people together. And uh, who might not have been together for years, and all right. of a sudden, they're forced because of this tragic event 
to be able to and do And it's that. funny because I'm closer with his other kids. I was never close with her. She was very annoying to me. She was young. She didn't like me. I didn't like her. And uh, now we're kind of like uh, best buddies now. And that story 20 years ago brought us together. And that's uh, like changed my opinion of her. And um, she's also grown up now a little more. And she's got two little girls of her own. And she's a little mature than she was at that point, too. So. Well, you know, getting back to this uh, event, I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, 9-11. In my mind, I've always believed it was a false flag event. Um, two buildings don't come down in a free fall in 10 seconds. It's impossible. You know, uh, the, the buildings were imploded. Every two floors, the joints you could actually see the floors coming down like the domino effect. It defies logic how the, the ground would burn hotter, uh, like radiation uh, on the ground. The people who were there couldn't stay on the grounds for the cleanup because their shoes would melt. It was that right. hot. You could have steel boots. It didn't matter. So this is some of the sad things that happened. And I believe 3,000 people were sacrificed in that. And now they're, made, they're paying people to go into the 9-11 Museum and they should be in jail for what I believe that they did. And uh, if you don't have any more with, with that story, I want to go into my 15 minutes of yeah, shame. You go into your 15 minutes of shame. Yeah, uh, some of you might know who I am as an investigator researching things, but it all started back around 9-11, which I didn't buy into the story. September 12th, the Bergen Record posted a story about five guys, Israelis, as a matter of fact, they were from Urban Moving Company, who got caught with explosives. This is right after the World Traders this went down. But there were guys on the roof filming the event before it even happened, so they had full warning. But these other guys were caught with explosive maps over $5,000 in their pockets. And when they were caught, uh, they were held because they were going to blow up the uh, Lincoln, the Holland, and the George Washington Bridge. Luckily, they were picked up, held for about 45 days for immigration violations. You didn't hear about it after that. And uh, Michael Chertoff, who was head of Homeland Security, got these guys off, sent back to Israel because they didn't finish the job, and the job was to take down all the bridges. So here we are coming up on 20th anniversary, and I'm putting it out there. Check the facts. Bergen Records, September 12th, Paolo Lima wrote the story. I wonder if Pablo's still alive. I know he doesn't work for the newspaper, but uh, people, the state troopers, uh, Detective Robeson, I called him up years ago, and he told me, yeah, they, they were held for 45 days, and this is true on there. But the thing that, that bothers me, which I'll be talking about now, is Barack Obama's involvement. I'm here to tell you that the man, not in the, see, that's, that's the, the sound here, that, that sound, that beep there, is Barack Obama's sound. The next sound you'll hear for him, he'll hear, would be in prison. And he should be in prison because George Herbert Walker Bush created the boogeyman, which was the lie to get the drugs going from Indochina, through Vietnam, through Thailand, to be processed there, use the bank, send it to Germany, and put it into Pfizer's chemicals, and all the pills that you get are laced with uh, opium, and, and why people don't get hooked on the drugs, they get hooked on what's the byproduct of them. And these companies can't be sued because they're in Germany, and they're, they're out of the reach of the U.S. courts, whatever. So here Barack Obama's role in all this was to be the boogeyman, and to think, they get a guy, doesn't have birth certificates, proved they didn't have a birth certificate, proved they have more money than people could believe. He was already a billionaire before he even became a congressman. Where does he get the money? Well, he's the son of Bumbo Duyade of Thailand. But what George Bush did was he made sure that, that Obama would rise to become president, and in the process of that, they'd steal the lights out of the American people's money 
and fool that crap out of them with Barack Obama posing as Osama bin Laden. So I put my hands up. My palm prints are the same. I've analyzed it, and you can't have the same palm prints. You and I can have the same palm prints. The odds are 64 billion to one. So, like you said, can you can prove you're not here. Well, if I can show you that the hands match up, and it's the odds are astronomical against two people having that, then it has to be what I'm saying. But that's one of the things that I learned early on. I became a person of interest because of that. Now, Barack Obama, not only is he the prince of Thailand, he's a deviant, a sexual deviant. And let me tell you a story about a man. I want to give respect to Larry Sinclair. Larry, and the story begins with Barack Obama meeting Larry Sinclair in 1999. This is before he ran for anything. Subsequently, these guys were hanging out, and Larry Sinclair asked Obama to get him some cocaine. So they got some cocaine. They, they smoked it, whatever they did with it. And uh, while in the cab, Larry Sinclair gives Barack Obama consensual head. He's blowing him in the, in the, in the vehicle. Motorhead. Motorhead, right? So while driving. this is going on, he's smoking crack, right? He's getting his blowjob, right? And Larry Sinclair is okay with that, right? This is November 6th of 1999. On the following day, Barack Obama goes to Larry Sinclair's hotel because he wants seconds on it. So he goes to Larry Sinclair's hotel, and Larry gives him a head again. Sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds. Now, Larry was infatuated with Barack Obama. So when Barack Obama was running for the, the Iowa caucuses, Larry Sinclair was having a, uh, a press conference, right? And in the press conference, he was divulging Obama's gay, gayness and uh, use of cocaine and also the affair that Barack had uh, that ended on December 23, 2007 with the murder of Barack's, Obama's former lover and choir director. His name was Donald Young, just days before the 2008 Iowa caucus because this way no one would know about, you know, Obama's gay uh, escapades. Now, not to be confused with escapades. Right. So now here it is. Barack Obama is killing people all because this story is going to get out. And uh, the CIA has got a big problem now because he's a deviant and his sexual problems are causing them to have to bury a lot of people in the process. So one of... Uh, Barack Obama's lovers, the choir directors first, and there was two other people in the parish whose names I don't have here that I'll bring out later on in another, another weeks to come. But Larry comes forward, and he's now on this show, and it's the uh, National Press Club News Conference. And here he is. He's trying to out Barack Obama for his gayness and for the murders. And so what do they do? They get Joe Biden's son, Delaware Attorney General Bo Biden, to issue an arrest warrant for Larry Sinclair on completely false charges to attempt to discredit Mr. Sinclair. So what happens is they arrest Larry Sinclair and they hold him in jail long after the Iowa caucus, after they hold him after the Democratic convention just to keep it out of the newspapers so Barack Obama could run. Now, not long after that all happened, Larry Sinclair tried to, you know, come out more and talk about it when he, when he was finally let out of jail. And mysteriously, he's run over by a car, hit and run accident, but they don't know who hit him or whatever. But I can tell you, when the fish stinks, it stinks from the head on down. So Barack Obama has a lot to fess up for 
because you've seen TV shows say it, you can't get away with murder. So my time this day, 15 Minutes of Shame, is to show you just what kind of a man that we're dealing with that'll do anything to discredit anyone who comes forward to say anything about him. So I'm saying it right here, Barack, you need more help than God can give you. And uh, being we're in a Jewish high, high holy day, maybe we can get the rabbi to pray for you because yeah. you need you need some help. Can he pray for Hillary Rotten Clinton too? Yeah. Because she anything, anybody who knows her gets killed too. So you know, and Bo Biden to finish up with Bo, right? Son of President Joe Biden, he was the Delaware Attorney General from 2006 on till he died, and uh, he made sure that Larry Sinclair didn't get his story told. And poor Larry, because of wanting some cocaine in a gay relationship with crazy-ass Barack Insane Obama, which name is bullshit to begin with. Osama Obama. Osama Obama is what I'm sticking with. So I am, Alan will say, the $19 million man, but originally I was a $25 million but man. But Lee Majors has $6 million a year of money. So. Right. So now I got to go get after, after Lee because he has money from the USFL. He was part owner of the USFL. And uh, so I know he's got some... Six million dollar man. Yeah, he's got money. So at least, you know, I, I maybe I can recoup some of my money. Or maybe Barack Obama, you may want to pay me because I'm not going to stop until you're in J-A-I-L. So that's what I have to say here on 15 Minutes of Shame. We're back. I'm Steph. I'm the G-Man. We're ready to rack up. Rap, rap, rack up? <laughs> wrap up. Yeah, we got into an accident 31. here. We got to wrap up. <laughs> Show number 31. It was a hit and run? Hit and run, run and hit. Run and hit, right? Who did it and forgot to run? Uh, it shit's all it over the run. place now. Yep, that's pretty shitty. So if you like what you've heard today, check us out on BitChute for video. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Red Circle, Stitcher, and our, our own, own personal site, Son of a Bitcher. So thanks for watching our show. We plan Hope to be back it. next week. Yeah, Show I've enjoyed 32. 32. So, Alan, I'll see you next week. Sayonara. Sayonara. See you later, Shalom. alligator. Shalom. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week. Take it all the time.